Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, where we join you each week with a cold and frosty beverage to celebrate a successful week with you. And I'm so excited about this episode because this, Mark, is the first time one of our listeners has provided the topic. We've got Matt with the topic of cross-selling. And uh, I'm super excited to talk about that because I know one of the big challenges within the sales community is asking for referrals and getting deeper and wider into our accounts. And so we're going to use you as our expert and we're going to go through that. But first, let's uh, let's dive into something frosty. Um, why don't I go first for the first time? Go for um, it. Because I have something here that is legendary. Uh, the can is so cool. Big buffalo on it. It's called Wild Leap brew company and it's called a chance ipa a chance ipa is an easy drinking well-balanced ipa and it's a reminder that wild leaps comes in all shapes and sizes when life presents an opportunity take your chance so i'm gonna crack that okay and i'm gonna go ahead and pour that into got a good color yeah, nice I like IPA. that. It's very nice. Very nice. I have uh, myself a uh, want to give a shout out to uh, also New England local Sam Adams Brewery. You happened Ooh. to be there a week ago for a little tour. Mm. Highly recommended. Really? Two great things at the end of the tour. My two ta- favorite types of beer, free beer and cold beer. So, uh, yeah, it was a great tour. Uh, I enjoyed it. And I learned there's a new summer ale. So I'm enjoying a can of summer ale, better for the summer, barefoot. You want to be careful of the bottles breakage. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's just a light something that's over sort of some lemon and lime peels. Remember them talking about? Uh, Yum. And it's uh, it's tasty. So I'm going to crack that open. Do you have any pairing advice of what I should have that with? Do I have that with wings or what? What's what's the best? You know, given? sometimes you just they recommend no pairing. Just no pair pairing. it with another summer ale. That's, oh, that's their recommendation for the for the most enjoyment in the summer. But of course, drink responsibly. Yes, of okay. course. I'm sure they would say that. That sounds good. I mean, I love that. Cheers. Frothy. Good. Thanks for coming back for another episode. Glad to have you. Thanks for having me. And thanks, Matt, for the request. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. So, you know, people are starting to drop comments um, as we've been requesting, and, and I'm super excited to have that, uh, that opportunity because this show is all about you guys, um, those that sell for a living, those that lead sellers for a living. We hope you get a lot of value. So the topic today, Mark, is, um, is cross-selling. And, you know, as we, as we discussed this sort of uh, preparing uh, for the concept, I know there's two kind of distinct parts of this, right? There's, there's selling new products to existing customers, but there's also getting outside of where we have our, our success into other divisions, for example, in these large multinational companies that we sell into. So let's talk a little bit about that. Tell, tell me what your initial thoughts are on the topic and how we want to, you know, maybe spend the next 20 minutes talking about it. Yeah, it's a great topic. Uh, cross-selling, I think let's just define where that falls. And you mentioned a couple of the sales activity that drives it, but we're, we're largely talking about a relationship with an organization. People have used the term land and expand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we call it grow. We actually, uh, we encourage the people we train to, to look at their business in three categories. There's acquire, grow, and defend. And so when you're looking at your yearly or your quarterly business plan, you know, based on your role and your goals, you're trying to say, what percentage of my business is defend? Existing relationships, same products, mm-hmm. renewals, repeat. You just keep the relationship going. Right. Uh, on the other end is acquire. So that's new brands, new logos. And we've talked about those. But grow is maybe that under 
uh, I guess, overlooked element uh, sometimes. Now, there's a lot of programs out there that talk about, you know, large account management, and, you know, the blue sheets and the green sheets, and they're all good, and that talks about the strategy of how to navigate, you know, what you should sell and where. I think what we're going to do today, I think what's most helpful is to just talk about the the execution. How do we actually do these things? How do we do the two things you mentioned, which is they're very different. One is selling new products and solutions and services to an existing decision maker or set of decision makers in the same division, which is not as easy as it may sound. Right. And then the other part, which is really a very different sales activity, is to meet and reach new decision makers within the same account through sort of referrals. And so I was going to break those two down. Yeah, let's 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 take them one at a time because I think they are very different, like you said. So so selling new products to existing contacts. And, you know, I would imagine we've talked about lots of different things in, in previous podcasts, but this is this is uh, this is probably back to that receptivity thing, right? You've got to sort of understand your client and 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 make sure that they're willing to do this, and and maybe work around that if they're not, right? It's receptivity is a is a concept we talk about all the time, and most people think of it right away as people don't want to talk to me that don't know me, and we use that as the door is closed. Door is yep. closed. I can't talk to you. I can't meet with you. I can't get access. But there is a, uh, maybe not as high, but there is a relatively lack, high lack of, high lack of? That's not really English. <laughs> That's pretty, well, we're inventing things yeah, every okay. day here. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. But people have low levels of receptivity to, to expanding. So if you think about it, you have a relationship with the decision maker, maybe even working them for a year or two or five, and you sell a certain suite of solutions. But if you have something else to sell to them, you've never talked about it, the subject might be closed to them. Yeah. So the door is not closed. You're right. talking to them, but the subject is closed. They like you as a rep, but that subject might throw them off. I went with, uh, I'm, a, I'm a boater, I like to fish. Yeah. I went with a buddy who's got a buddy, and he's a charter fisherman, so he's good. And he yeah. says, look, let's go. We're going to get some new tackle for you, and we're going to go to this place. And, and this place had fishing tackle and lures, and it had lots of rods and reels, and it had bait. And... And, he said, and when we left, he said, hey, I just kind of spread it around. I get my tackle and gear from Kyle, but I do my rods and my reels from this other person. And he's a charter guy. And he spends a lot of money. And he says, well, I just like to spread it around. And so I watch Kyle bring out the new rod and reel. And Seamus is like, you know, oh, thanks. And he just kind of moves on. Although they have an incredible relationship. So this yeah. is a very important thing to understand is that your customers potentially – You've seen it as a salesperson. Yeah. You sort of start to broach, hey, I want to show you our new software sometime. Oh, yeah, we should do that. You know, yeah, we should do lunch. Yeah. But, but they're not really open to talking right. about it. And that's the problem. There is a receptivity problem in some cases that prevents us from, from talking about a new subject with an existing relationship. It's it's possible that your company may be pigeonholed into one just com- subcomponent of what you do, but in their eyes that's what you do and so anything outside that that comfortable subject arena they 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 kind of close down a little bit yeah they think you're in some area that's what they bought you for originally and they do other things other places or just don't think of you for that and and honestly if we are being other centered sellers there's a hesitance on our part to say hey look at the rest of the stuff i sell buy more stuff from me because that seems self-centered yeah so we have the receptivity problem, and yep. we know that receptivity is always driven by two things: yep. pressure and priority. Right. 
So it's the same thing that there's this pressure in the relationship where they feel like they have to sort of entertain you and they don't want to be, they don't want to be pulled in a certain direction or do something new. And then there's also the priority issue. Like they probably feel you're just trying to add on more stuff to your list and yeah. create more revenue that may or may not, they, they, you know, they may or may not be good for them in their business. Right. So that's a receptivity issue. And we've covered before, right? We need to deal with those two P's. We need to deal with pressure yeah. and remove it and make them the priority. And how do we do that? We talk about drop the rope. Yep. We talk about, it's about choice. It's about no pressure. It's about would you be open? Yeah. It's about I'm not even sure if any of these things are relevant. Yeah. And then priority. Yeah. Priority is about being other-centered. Yeah. And the, the way that we would sort of boil that down into an execution, which is what this is designed to be, something you can go do tomorrow when you're back in the office with mm. a customer, is to think about starting that conversation with a simple, with two simple words, because you, mm -hmm. because you, and then figure out what the rest of that is. Because the reason you're making a recommendation to talk about a new product or a new service is because something that's going on in their organization makes sense to do that. Because you, I see that, you know, your organization recently expanded because you mentioned, because you're trying to do something. We have a customer who said, hey, I love, you know, some of the the way that your products make us look, it creates training. It creates a training program is a reason people come work for our company. Yeah. Right. And so well it's like a recruiting thing. Yeah. And so yeah. and so, you know, it's way well because you want this as a recruiting tool, or, you know, is there another division? There's it's just ways to sort of start with because you. So if you can start a sentence with because you mention this or are doing this, this might be a region to at least talk yeah. about another set of products or services. And it really de I don't know, demystifies the the other centeredness, right? Because you literally are using their words, right? You're 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 parroting back to them something they disclosed to you in some conversation either immediately preceding or perhaps from from weeks and months ago, and now I have a new opportunity for us to discuss, you know, some some different aspects of yeah. well, our company can help you. And and I think that that ultimately is very other centered. Um, as long as and again, I know we've said this many times on the podcast, you can't fake that, right? No. It, so it has to be genuinely in your heart that way. You got to go do your research. You have to put yourself in the other person's shoes. You have to think about what actually legitimately makes sense for them to consider that would actually be a help versus where can you go drive more revenue yeah. on your on your quota. But if you go do that research and you have an idea, all we're offering today is just a couple of things. Drop the rope. I'm not sure if this makes sense. Yep. Would you be open? And start with because you. And 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 now and, and that's that's the hurdle because once you're over the receptivity hurdle, you have a relationship with this person. You've yep. been working with them. They're going to tell you what's going on and you're gonna see if it matches and you're gonna and, and maybe you'll find that it's that it's not a fit, and that's okay. But if the basis is other centered, if the basis is this is your choice. You have lots of options. It may not make sense to switch because there's just a cost to switching where you're doing business today. There's pros and cons of people have talked about vendor consolidation, but then they talk about having a head strategy that they work with a few vendors. There's no right or wrong. You're always keeping trust in the relationship. You're always driving it from an other centered perspective. And because you might be a good way to, to tick off one piece of the grow uh, element of your of your revenue plan. I think that's. I mean, I, I love I love part one. I can't wait to get part to part two here. But um, anything else on selling new products within existing contacts in our accounts, or can we maybe shift over and talk a little bit about another very difficult 
you know, challenge, which is referring or getting referrals within accounts. Yeah, I think referrals are, are the other piece of this. Yeah, so I mean, so, so to me, this one's very interesting because I think, you know, if we are truly other-centered, we feel this um, probably, I don't know if the word's guilt or reservation to asking customers or friends to to do anything it's hard when you want to ask friends for fundraising money you know mm-hmm. you just you feel fun it's it's similarly hard when you say to a customer that you've you've in theory done great work for that hey would you mind helping you know we've we've done some things for you would you mind helping us find some other leads within the account so i think that's that's why it's difficult isn't it and and, and there's there's got to be ways to think through it yeah, there's definitely a hesitation uh, in most people with a conscience on sort of asking for referrals. Hey, who can I sell to? Who else can you hook me up with? Yeah. Um, and so let's talk specifically about referrals. And we're talking about referrals within an organization. Exactly. Right. right. So yeah. you're selling to an, a large organization. They have divisions. They have, uh, you know, other uh, you know, sister companies, so to speak. You have a person you have a relationship with them, they probably know or have some connection to all these other places. And you you could just go call on all these other divisions sure. on your own. That we're not that that's you should do that. But if you want a better in, I mean that's almost like cold calling. I mean companies are so big that you just, oh, we work with this other group division. Who cares? But if someone walks you in in a, in a warm introduction is what we're after. So when we say referrals, they can be applied a lot of ways specifically to answer Matt's question. We're trying to say, great, here's how to get a referral to some other division or organization within your account Mm -hmm. but you're right the issue is kind of with us yeah at first as sellers we don't we don't ask for referrals so i I would ask all of you to sort of stop and think and i know you can't answer it but scott maybe you can answer for the for your audience uh in general why don't we ask for referrals like what is it that prevents us from asking for more referrals i mean this is a universal issue that all sales reps all sales reps most sales reps don't would say I, sh- I should ask for more referrals. Yeah. So why don't they? You yeah. Think? I I think I think it comes down to two things probably. One, I think we you know we don't want to come across as salesy with our customers because in theory we've built up all this trust and we've and we've managed to to solve some of their problems and we worry about coming across as you know do you want fries with these you know you we you know. Every boss in every company is saying you got to sell the accessories, you got to sell mm-hmm. the software and the services. That's where all the profit is, and you know. And so we have that sort of drilled into us sometimes. And I think we we fear that that might come across in our request. So I think I think it's fear. I think it's it's fear of um, of a failure of of you know asking the question the wrong way and and maybe turning off that customer. And maybe that piece of business you do get is not worth risking. For the upside of, yeah. of these other divisions. That's right. Yeah, we don't want to feel like we don't want to risk it. I think that's the common answer I get when we do these. You know, we, when we we ask this exact question in, in workshops, and that's what we get eighty percent yeah. of the time. And and the other thing that that drives is the fear, so, so we don't ask. And and then we and then we tell ourselves, well, if the customer wanted to refer us somewhere, they would. Of course, yeah. he or she knows that I'm trying to sell more. And of course, if yeah. there was an opportunity somewhere he or she would refer me. Nah, that's not really true. Like, they're not really giving you that much thought when you're not in their office. That's a self-centered way of thinking, right? That is right? a little self-centered. Yeah, I'm really not that important. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're not, pro- the customer, your customers aren't proactively thinking where else within the organization you can work. They're mm. just not. It's, yeah. just, it's just not part of their deal. 
Yeah. So, so, but let me ask you a follow-up question sure. to that. Yeah. So we have this fear of asking for referrals, but, but you as a person, forget you know, just you as a person. Do you like to give referrals, whether it be personal referrals, like someone who comes and cuts your grass or does your or does your power washing, or do you enjoy giving referrals for? For the organizations that you work with at Aslan or other companies, and you, know, you work with vendors, yeah. do you like to refer good people as part of your relationships I, to other people? I do. I, I proactively like to do it with good people. Um, there's two parts to that question, I think, right? For good people, I might even do it before it being asked. Which, as yeah. a consumer, as a consumer, I'm thinking like, you know, this guy painted my house and he was amazing and very reasonable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you should use him. Um, or this contractor did a great job. Um, I think when I'm asked to do it, which many, um, many B2C companies do natively, they just, you get a survey, how likely are you to refer? Um, yeah, maybe more hesitant because it feels less personal. So what I would say is if someone that I trust that has, has done good work for me, asked me, I would certainly feel very comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. Especially if they did good work. If they didn't, I'd probably use well, that opportunity to tell them it wasn't that yeah. great. Big if. I hope. So big yeah. if your relationship here depends on yeah. your company you're doing a good job yeah. and them having a good relationship. If that if that is not there, then none of this works. So right. you can stop listening right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we as customers, we inherently want to give a good referral. We want to help people. Um we want to, me and my neighbor a couple years ago was, we, we did a kitchen a few years ago and a couple years ago my neighbor did their kitchen and said, where would you recommend? And we just love the appliance store that we yeah. worked with. Yeah. Uh, and so we said, yeah, call Liz at, at uh, I think it's called, I forget what the name of the company is. Gosh, I, I forget what the name of the, the company is. But yeah. anyway, we referred them and, and he, he did appliances and he came back. And my, my, my neighbor said, thank you for the referral. Like, yeah. That was great. And so that was helpful. So, so as reps, we need to settle on, we're hesitant to ask for referrals, but customers like to give them if it's a good referral and it helps the other person they recommend. It yeah. always is good for someone to come back and say, hey, thanks for making, for thanks for referring Mark to me or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. so well, the, and, and when you're in the same company, when you think about this, you, you know, you, you almost can make a hero out of your customer because in theory, they all work for the same company, even though some companies, it doesn't feel that way. And, and so if I, you know, have a great vendor that has helped me as a marketing guy inside one division and I share that with the marketing person in another division and the whole company gets better because of that, that's, and you know, and I was the root of the referral, that's, so, the, so there is a, a sort of a, yeah. a, another centered, even at a personal level, that that contact of yours can gain from that. And maybe you don't say that. But maybe later when things really work out, that's something they take away. And I know we've we've had examples of that in, in where we sell. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, referring us to other parts of their of their company that we can help with and the whole, you know, the tide lifts all ships and, and the and the whole company gets better because of that. So there's lots of upside is what I'm sensing if we can get over that fear. Yeah, it does build a person's brand and customers like to give referrals. We don't ask for them, so so what do we do? Uh, there's 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 a Four points that I would make. Is that too many to make on a podcast while people are driving or try to make them easy? I think the cool thing is it's recorded so they can, they can when they get back, they can jot these down. But when you asked me to prepare <laughs> for this, I did stop and, and look yeah. at, you know, and say, there, there's, there's, there's really four pieces when you're thinking about referrals. Number one is, you know, focus on benefits. So, so that's the transition in the conversation. What do we mean? 
I mean, don't walk in just because you heard this podcast. I hope you didn't hang up and you know walk into someone's office and say, "Hey, can I have a referral? Hey, <laughs> hey, who else should I who else should I talk to in, in your company to sell more stuff?" Yeah, that's that's not going to work. But you're going to be in a conversation with someone where where the benefits of your solution comes up. Hey, this program or these tools or these products have really helped us cut costs, drive revenue. You just you're going to be if you're an account manager you're talking to someone and something is happening about they're explaining how it's been beneficial now you can transition that and simply ask a questions that's great while we're talking about that are there if you think about it mr mrs customer if you think about it are there other places are there other divisions or organizations in your company well, we're out of your company but we're talking about growing your your company relationship are there other places where that that similar benefit would be relevant? Mm. And so now you're going to get the person to actually stop and proactively think. Mm. And sometimes they'll say no, but a lot of times they'll say yes. Yeah, a matter of fact, you know, we were having this conversation a month ago, or I know over here in this division, or in customer service, or in marketing, or in this new company that we bought. Yeah. And they'll say, I think this is a person to talk to. And then, you know, Based on their relationship, you can either get a name or you can get a warm introduction or, you know, ideally it's sort of some type of email, but you can start talking about where else it may, might make sense. So one is focus on benefits. Mm-hmm. Make the initial transition about you had a benefit, who else might have the same benefit? But be careful before you walk away with a name because step two is explain your ideal client. Yeah. This is where some referrals go bad. We ask for someone and then we go start calling them and realize they, they don't fit our mold at all. They have nothing to, you know, they, they're just not our client. They're not the, the type that we sell yeah. to. They don't benefit. And then it gets weird. Now someone that, you know, when I started at Aslan, you know, we're trying to pursue large organizations with salespeople. And I'd have lots of buddies call me up and say, oh, you should call this company. And I know this VP of sales. Yeah, but they have, you know three salespeople, which is great, but that's not something that Aslan would maybe pursue. We'd pursue with a channel partner or something like that. So now I'm stuck. I'm calling an organization that really doesn't fit what we do. It's going to be too expensive for them or not right for us, but my friend referred me, so I feel compelled. It's just a bad situation. So before you leave the office with a referral, explain your ideal client. This is generally where we play. This is generally who we help the best, what size, shape, and remember who you're talking to. Right. Remember what yeah. they do. Don't make sure the ideal client includes the person you're talking to. That's right. <laughs> That's a good point. Yep. So once you have that, yeah. you know, now now you know great. And then and then you go pursue that and you go talk to them and sell to them and deal with receptivity issues and serve them. But there's two other sort of important ongoing steps for the referral process. Uh, I would number three is keep the referrer informed. Tell them what's going on. Hey, thanks for the referral. I called, I called, you know, I called Mary Beth and we talked or we're going to talk next week or she was busy or whatever it is. Just, just say, I got it. It's important to me. and I'm just going to keep you informed. And they might say, so great, critical. or I have another idea yeah. or thanks. We're going to work with them. We're not going to work with them. It was great referral. Thank you so much. It's just, I can't tell you how many times I've said that where they give them a referral and we didn't do business, and they said, um, well, I'm glad you let me know because now I have another idea for you and another referral. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. But don't just take your take your money and run. Don't yeah. just take your name and yeah. go away. Keep them informed. Yeah. People, I give a lot of sales reps a bad grade on that. Yeah. I've seen that over and over again. Yeah. And as a referrer, candidly, when I do refer people, yeah. 
it, it, it's, it doesn't make me happy when I have to sort of say, hey, what happened? Did you reach him? Did you not yeah. reach him? What happened? Yeah. It's just common courtesy. Keep, keep them in the loop because they're involved at this point, right? And then last but not least, thank them. So when all, you know, when all is said and done and you close the deal or you don't close the deal, but button up. So, you know, send a thank you note. Send them a personalized gift. Yep. Um, you know, at Aslan, you know, we will sometimes we'll we'll do some we'll do some kind of freebie. Hey, thanks for the referral. Like next time I'm out, yeah. we're gonna spend an extra day, it's on us or, or whatever. Just something that says thank you. I, I value that. I value your thoughts, your referrals, your relationships. I treat them well. But if you focus on benefits to make that transition and explain your ideal client, then you're gonna have a good person to pursue. Keep them informed, you know, thank the referrer, and chances are you're 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 going to get over your problem of I don't want to ask for referrals. They're happy to give them, and you're going to get more of them, and you're going to grow your business. You know, you just got me thinking. We should really thank Matt for the question. We should, Matt. Probably send him like a six pack or something if that's illegal. I, I it, or legal. Well, uh, <laughs> not illegal. Yeah, we we, we want to do things that are legal. Yeah. We want to do things that are legal. We we've kind of. Well, this this is uh this is great, and by the time flies by when we get rolling, doesn't it? I mean, we we uh, we really covered a, a fair amount uh, today. With, again, a question from the audience, super excited to have that interaction beginning. But we talked about cross-selling, and we kind of broke that apart into two main components today. We talked about selling, you know, more products, new, uh, you know, uh, opportunities that we have for customers into existing contacts. And that is that is something we should all be doing and striving for. And we gave you some some ideas around opening up that, that receptivity in that particular client to make that happen. The more difficult potentially one um, that's a challenge for a lot of us is is asking for referrals uh, within our accounts. And Mark just laid out the four-step process of focus on the benefits, explain the ideal client, keep that referral informed, and then thank them profusely for their for their help. And and so I think um, you know a great uh, a great takeaway for everybody that sells for a living to think about this. This might be one of those podcasts you want to kind of revisit from time to time to remind you of the power of this, especially when you are mining inside and trying to grow your existing accounts. And so thanks so much for joining us. There is a great takeaway. Um, Mark, the author which is a, you know, a small part of his world, wrote a blog that we'd love to direct you to. You'll see it in the, uh, in the description down below. Appliances, Lobster Ravioli, and Your Sales Pipeline. It's quite a title. I, um, I think people should really dig in there and, and become informed as to what, how those three things fit together. So uh, it made me hungry now. Is it exactly. No, it's almost lunchtime. Right. And don't forget to like us, subscribe, share this if it's helpful to you. Maybe it's helpful to some of your friends. We'd love to uh, increase the audience because we really are doing this for you and hoping that you're getting great benefit out of Ales with Aslan. Thanks so much for joining and have a great week, everybody.